0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk to you about or share with you my very first business coaching program experience. And the reason why I chose this topic is that as a business coach myself, along with being a clinical psychologist and business owner, is sometimes when I do like discovery or strategy calls with potential new clients, I end up sharing with them how I um, became a business coach. And then I also start to share with them some of the earlier memories that I've had with various coaches that I've had, whether it be positive or not great experiences, um, and how that led me to choosing the business coach that I have now because it's through trial and error. And so I chose to do this podcast episode because I want to share with you different variations of experiences that I've had so that if you are looking for a business coach right now to take your business and or your business mindset to the next level, you can learn from some of the experiences that I've had so that of course you don't repeat them. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So let's talk about why people Join coaching programs to begin with. And so, speaking from my personal experience, um, my first coaching program, I had no clue that I was going to join it. Um, one of my friends from Northern California, um, a very good friend of mine, and we also went to grad school together and we've done some business ventures together, she had invited me to a live three day event. And she just told me it was called a marketing boot camp. I did not know really about marketing beyond what I've done in my private practice but I said sure why not because the person who was supposed to go with her um, flaked out on her at the last minute and so she said hey I have a free ticket it's worth like a thousand dollars do you want to go and I'm like for sure so I end up going and when I walked into the room some of the things that I immediately recognized, and I think that this is just natural and normal, but we just don't talk about it, is that there were not a lot of people who looked like me. And initially that didn't bother me, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm there to get the information. And so I just, I usually observe a new place that I'm in. And typically what I think most people do is they sit back, they observe to see maybe what person they're going to go try to engage with. They're going to look around the room, maybe listen in and determine even what conversations they're going to jump into. And so because people had a lot of booths um, to showcase their services, you know, during the breaks, that's what I would do is walk around and kind of feel the vibe of the people that were there. But most of my focus was to the presenters, which there were a lot, but one person of course had the main stage, which it was his event. And it was an awesome experience just to see 400 plus people engaged in the high level that they were, you know, at. And then also just seeing how much information information was shared at such a high value for how much he charged to come to the event. I was like wild just by that. And so, um, so let's, let's go into how I ended up joining this coaching program. So, um, you know, toward the, if, end of every event and actually throughout most people who are on the stage will start to pitch their program product or service to you sometimes without you even knowing and what that means is they'll often you know make a statement like you know like in our program you know for those of you who join for next year these are some of the things that you're going to get so if you think that this is great imagine what you're going to get inside the program but I'll talk about that tomorrow kind of thing right and I was like oh my gosh like if you're giving me all this in three days what are you going to give me in a whole year okay So at the end of the three days, needless to say, me and my friend decided to do a joint venture because we actually had just started building up a joint Business um, to do a lot of things together as a beautiful black psychologist. As we actually called ourselves in grad school like BBD, beautiful black doctors. But then a lot of people in public assumed that we were medical doctors. So we were like, ah, let's just do BBP, uh, beautiful black psychologist. And that's what we did. And so from there, we started to think about, okay, when we do like speaking engagements together and things like that, what do we want to focus on? How can this program help us? And then we decided to joined the program together, split the costs, and then anything that we learned, we would dive into our business. And so immediately after I joined, um, I'm going to be honest, uh I felt intimidated when I would go to what's considered our masterminds. And let me just say um, a disclaimer. I am forever grateful for this particular coach. He is awesome. He is super down to earth. You can contact him about anything. You can ask him questions about anything. He is not one of those coaches where if he's on the stage during a break where you can't go like give him a hug, take a picture with him and say hello. And he also knows your name. And that is a big deal to me considering it's hella people like in the audience, right? So he helped me find a new passion for converting my teaching experience into speaking and or just publicly being a trainer and marketing myself as a trainer and or speaker okay so when I joined initially because at that time believe it or not even in my mid-30s I was still me and my friend and she's younger than me we were considered like the youngest people in the group that were actually showing up live and to our masterminds it was about 200 plus people Okay. So let me just give you a context of what our masterminds existed of. So every quarter we would get together, he's out here in Los Angeles County. So we would typically meet at a hotel by Los Angeles international airport, LAX, and he would reserve various rooms. And this was the first year after a couple of years, like it, the, the model of the masterminds changed, but I had. I fell in love with the first version and I'll I'll tell you why. So in the first beginning day, like the first day of the mastermind, it would be like a, I believe like two days or three days, but the first day we would all come together. um, He would tell us what to expect and he would then after a couple of hours break us up into variations of smaller groups. And what I loved about these groups is it was kind of like you go to a all day, a large event, and then you choose on a calendar what topics are of interest to you, and then you go to that topic. So what me and my friend would do, because we were doing joint venture, is that we would look at the schedule um, during the break after he presented all the information and ask ourselves, like, which class do we want to go to? And we rarely, I think 90% of the time, we were always in a separate class. And then at the end of the day, we would come together and talk about what we learned, um, exchange notes. Um, We would honestly... She would stay at my house, we would stay up like all night. So my husband knew at that time, like we would it would suck. We would go to sleep at like 12, one, two o'clock in the morning, and then wake back up at six or seven and leave to get there by eight and start it all over again with all this information. But we would have about two to three breakout sessions a day, and then we would reconvene all back together. And so some of the breakout classes that I did was on online courses, um, how to get people to stay on my website. She did other classes. I can't even remember. I just remember the classes that I was in. And then I also, and I think this is a class we did together. It was a improv class. And that was, that was fun. So after I did a few masterminds throughout the year, I mean, some of the things that stood out is that we were definitely a minority as it relates to race slash ethnicity and age group. But over time, you know, people got to know us and we felt accepted and that's all that matters. Right. Uh, But what I did notice was that I did not talk much unless we were in the smaller groups or unless he made us stand up and talk okay I did not speak much at all because of the internal level of intimidation so the reason I am vulnerable and transparent and sharing that with you is I do believe even in the coaching programs that I facilitate and host when I have group coaching calls even if it's 16 therapists particularly on a call sometimes I'm Guessing and assuming if I can put myself into their shoes because you see somebody as the expert you may see some people as you assume assume that they are more advanced than you then you do not speak because you'd rather just allow them to have the space and then you may feel like you know what they used to tell us in K through 12 school uh, you know no question is a dumb question but that's not how you feel inside so you may keep your questions to yourself and then you may not even get your questions answered and then I will flip it back on you like what does that do for your business if you've made a premium value dollar amount investment why are you not speaking up but again at the time I didn't understand the value of coaching business and investments I just knew that these people had something that I wanted because they were flourishing in their business and I was not okay so, um, some of the wins that I had, or one big win I'll say that I had in this particular coaching program is that it helped me literally birth my book in 30 days, my very first book for couples therapy. It helped me repackage my packages for offering services. It also helped me cause I launched, believe it or not, my book the week after I got married and it was on relationships and he helped me, um, or the program helped me package it. Um, you know, do the cover, um, how to find everything editors and how to have a book launch party so I learned all of that fairly quickly because in those smaller groups I would choose in the mastermind meetings the topics that linked to the business goal that I had at that time so I do believe that that actually helped me and what I see a lot of clients doing or potential clients doing in current day when they speak to me is that because they don't really know where their business is is going or where they want it to go, they'll just sign up. Well, they'll want to sign up for a program. And I don't actually, as a therapist, to be honest, that hat comes on quickly because I don't believe that people should sign up for a program that's not a good match. And so the first thing we have to talk about is clarity. And I do do a lot of teaching around clarity, like in my dope therapist tribe. So for clinicians that come to me and say, I want to have a thriving practice, but they don't know what direction or level they want their private practice to be on and like find five to 10 years, then I would highly suggest that they go into my tribe, which is the monthly membership program, because the bulk of the first, like I'm going to say two to three months of that program is nothing but clarity. You know what I'm saying? Where they have to either develop for the first time or revise their coaching program. So, I mean, not coaching program, their Business plan for the next, you know, few years. I think it's three years in that program. Um, they get clarity on who their ideal client is. They get clarity on what are their strengths and weaknesses. They do a SWOT analysis of their current business that they have right now, or the business that they are working toward. And so, if you are very unclear, but you but you have a private practice and you're thinking you're actually more advanced than you are, the first thing I would encourage you to do if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're a therapist is go to the show notes and take the private practice uh, quiz because it the, the purpose of it is to help you clarify what level of growth in private practice you're actually in, not what level you think you're in. Because sometimes we think we're at a level two out of three and we're actually at a level one. We tend to always when we assess ourselves and our business uh, strategies, um, and I've done this myself too until one of my business coaches like checked me on one of my programs I took, is that we typically need to go back down one or more level because once we do an evaluation or a, a true assessment, we're not at that level that we think we're at. So the private practice quiz will help you determine what level you're in, and then based off your level, it will actually tell you what program would be the best fit for you if you want to coach with me. So just make sure that you visit the show notes for the private practice quiz, okay? So um, let's go back to my first coaching experience. So after participating for, I believe, like a year and a half, two years, um, I realized that coaching was a a great benefit for me. Um, However, I um, was going through a lot of things personally in terms of health. Um, For those of you who have not um, seen any of my social media past lives which i'll probably do a whole podcast episode on it because i don't think it's anywhere on my podcast is i will share my testimony of what was going on during this time but needless to say i took a break because mentally i didn't want to let anything else in i had had two surgeries um, to have a healthy pregnancy and so um, after two years i wanted to come back and when i came back um I felt out of place actually more and the difference is though in my mindset because I continued to work on my mindset while I was gone I actually became more confident over time in my business strategies marketing and my brand so that part didn't bother me but it actually helped me too because Since I had taken a break, I chose to do more online courses and things to tackle my mindset, manifestation, abundance, and also business tactics and just skill set as well to grow my skill set for private practice is I knew a lot of information at that point when I returned. However, there were people that I knew and there were people that I didn't know. And during my time, I continued to review his teachings as well. Plus, again, like I mentioned, making additional investments to specific skill sets. So because I realized that I was still younger in the crowd, um, I also recognized that certain things that I had needed at that time in my business, he was not offering specifically around social media and how I knew that I was above the curve specifically related to marketing and branding my business on social media is that he had had an award system when I came back um, to determine who was good in particular areas. And it was so cool. We actually were acknowledged on the stage on the first day back. And I won um, the award for the best social media marketing for that particular year. So that was a big deal out of four to 500 people, right? So you may be wondering at this point, okay, she did the coaching program. She had a lot of wins. She left, came back and then still went one. Like, so why did I start well you don't know but i'll tell you like i started to detach myself from this program slowly okay so i stopped participating so i want you to hear this because sometimes we go into programs we engage for long periods of time for various reasons whether you're getting information out of the coaching program or it's maybe just for relationship purposes which is fine um I there, there were some cons and one of the biggest cons that I actually spoke about was that in our Facebook group, which I actually stopped participating in like altogether um, a long time ago, is that with other coaching students, I felt so to. And this is why when I have online communities, I let them know unless I open up that door for that particular day, like, hey, post your offer for this week um, so that people can go check it out, um, you know, post your Instagram You know, feed, but outside of that, there is no cross sales. There is no come join my Facebook group and my Facebook community because I think that it just floods these online communities and people lose the purpose of what the online community is for. It's for providing support from one another, not selling and pushing your products onto other people. And let me know by leaving me feedback on iTunes if you've experienced this before because this is a pet peeve of mine and this is one of the things that I ask about when joining any type of coaching program and it has an online coaching, you know, component. And so, um, like I mentioned, I liked the smaller groups, but then there were changes over time and I just wasn't feeling the changes because it just didn't feel like I was being pushed to grow. Okay. And then, of course, the era that we're in, uh, COVID, you know, 19 happened, um, in spring of 2020. And so then everything moved online. So at first, you know, I would still go to the live events at least because I liked the information that I would receive live because he would remind me of the things that I didn't implement the last coaching on, you know, face-to-face session. So I preferred the smaller groups. I did not prefer larger lecturing styles. And so there were just changes that I, did not like and that's how I chose to like start diminishing or detaching from the coaching program now another big thing that I'll mention it being fully transparent is that in the last year I started going to the uh masterminds by myself meaning not with my friend she was still part of the program for all these years but we she don't she doesn't live out here so she was like you know what because she had started detaching as well um, and doing other things in her business too where she would rather spend her time there which is you know makes sense um, I just continued to go because at this point we actually joined the programs on our own after the first year we like detached as business owners and then went in for our own business ventures and so I recognized that there was something that was sitting um, not well with me and when I started to process it because I took my assistant one time every time I walked into a room and said hi to people um, we were cordial everybody was cordial they said hello back but it was almost as though they had never met me before and so to be honest again being fully transparent when I sat down and thought about it I said okay one, I know I hella stand out because it's only four black people in here. So I mean, okay, but I know that you can't mix us up because we look completely different, look completely different, whether it be age, size. I said, well, maybe every time they see me, I got a different hairdo. Maybe that's it. And so the only people who actually recognized me were people who got to know me in those smaller groups years ago. But The only time also that people would come up and talk to me and want to have a conversation with me is when we would stand up. And one particular time I stood up and said, I need help in this area in my business. I was throwing my first retreat and I wanted suggestions on something specific as it relates to like activities. And all of a sudden during the break and actually during my conversation up front in front of everybody, letting them know where I needed help at, because that was the new framework instead of smaller groups. I got bum rushed during and after during my break where I was trying to do work on my phone with everybody trying to pitch me their services. And what rubbed me the wrong way was that people were taking up 10 to 15, fifth 10 to 15 minutes of my time. It was literally a line of people wanting to talk to me, give me their business card. And then when I asked them what they did, because they clearly saw that I was a therapist and who I was working with at this retreat. Nothing about what they did aligned with the goal that I have for the participants for my retreat, but yet they still tried to push their services on being a speaker at my retreat. And that bothered me. And I was like, oh, my God, that also speaks to not necessarily the person who runs the coaching program, but it speaks to the energy that I would receive at the coaching program with colleagues because I thought the purpose of a mastermind, at least what I was taught even from him, is that we would be like-minded people that would get around one another and that we would promote growth, not push sales. And when I mentioned I don't like to be pushed as far as sales or cross sales in a Facebook group, like two or three years ago, he actually gave feedback and it died down, but then it went back up and nobody was regulating the Facebook group. And I'm like, come on. So I just, for me, because I like going to the live events, I just stopped going to the Facebook group. So that rubbed me the wrong way in that it was no relationships being built, built, uh, built because it just felt like I didn't have a place. So it kind of reinforced the feeling that I had, I had had from the first week. And at least the first time that I had went into the room, it was more of an assumption just because I was new. But I mean, come on, it's four years down the line. Like, you don't know my face by now. You can't remember my name. I would say I'm TK. Hell, there's two TKs in a room, like just associate me with, uh, with the other lady. And so... That was a turnoff for me because I clearly recognize them, but they couldn't recognize me. Okay. So needless to say, I stopped participating. So the moral of me sharing this first coaching experience program was for me to help you see different variations of what people experience um, in coaching programs. But I also specifically want you to choose coaching programs that will push you to the next level in your business or whatever you're working on, whether it be your mindset, specific strategies in your business, and also that the leader in the coaching program is 10 steps ahead of you, which he is. He continues to be 10 steps ahead of me in particular arenas. Okay. Also, I would highly encourage you to understand your learning style, which is also why I chose to retreat for what he teaches in his program, because it's a lot of information I'd prefer to interact with him in person, even if I don't speak to other people. I'd prefer to be in the room. I'd prefer not to be online. So you also have to have a mindset to be willing to invest in whatever it costs to get more access. I chose to join the Mastermind program because I knew by seeing his... Um, Interactions with other students who were in his mastermind program, I was like, wow, like he's super personable to be charging as much, you know, because a lot of people speak from the stage and you will never be able to talk to them, see them, touch them, have access to them. Hell, if you still spend $10,000, you'll be talking to their team. But the fact that he knows your name, like that's a big deal. Um, So I also want to share with you that you can't expect to get in coaching a one-on-one time and session. Um, If you think about like, um, therapy practice, right? So you can't expect to get a one-on-one session on a sliding scale with a coach. All right. So we have to be sure that we are not being hypocrites of our own process because in a private practice, this is something that I talk to the therapist that I work with all the time is that they want people to pay their full private pay rates at $125, $100, $150, $250, whatever your rate is. To get access to you because you know the value of your services and you want them to pay like your full rate. Not on a sliding scale, not broken up into a payment plan, but you don't want when you see the, the value in another program, you don't want to make the same investment in yourself for you to pay that person for the value they're going to give you. And the thing again to remember is that someone is coming to you for services or your product because they see the value in you. They see your skill set. They see what you have to offer. And you have to be able to see this within another business coach to look at it as an investment and not an expense. Look at what you pay for your value as an expense. That is a reframe, a pivot way of thinking with your mindset. Because if you think the opposite, that is a poverty mindset because now you're nickel and diming the person in which you're paying value for and you are focused on what they're I've seen this before. People are focusing on what the coach is quote unquote doing with their money versus focused on what you're getting out of it. Okay. Okay. So again, if you are really not sure where your private practice, if you have one or want one, if your private practice is going like the level of growth, I would highly encourage you check out the show notes, take the quiz and then follow my recommendations. I give those recommendations for a reason. The services, the products, the coaching programs that I have, they work, but they will only work if you are at the right level. Level. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. As always, um, you know, because I can't see you, I would love to interact with you. And so um, please leave me feedback. Please subscribe to my podcast because it helps me see that the information that I'm providing is of value and that you enjoyed it but let me know what your biggest takeaway was if you know of any other mental health professionals who would benefit from my podcast episodes or specifically this one please share it with them i would love to interact with them in the feedback session as well on itunes and if you're not following me already go check me out at dr tk psych Um, and the link is in the show notes as well on instagram i will see you in the next episode bye